Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Welcome to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a few people to thank. Our wondrous patrons. Younger me would have been so thrilled to know that in the future, he gets to tell his dumb fantasy stories, and that there are some people who appreciate it so much that they give him money. Young me also liked bird facts, so I'm going to give you some of those. Thank you to Skylar Flowers, Ryland Command, Chris Ice, Dylan Pilgrim, and Hudson Miles. The eggs of a hummingbird are the size of a pea, and they often forget full bags of these in the back of their freezer until they turn into a big pile of ice, and they don't use them or throw them out. Hudson Miles, Christopher Dunn, Ian Ford, Gullitice, and Matthew Smets. A penguin is the only bird that can walk straight. All the other ones get a little zesty with it. Also, that can't be true. I, I don't trust these nine interesting facts about birds anymore. Miri Rain, Michael Polod, Jason Campbell, Michelle White, and Noreen Elizabeth. The world's only wingless bird is the kiwi of New Zealand. We should give one dual citizenship and just see what happens. Robert Andrews, David Forsey, Cheryl Ann, Chelsea Dabb, and Shell Scott. A bird's heart beats up to 1,000 times per minute while flying. And mine beats up to a thousand times per minute when I think about the kindness of all of you patrons. Maybe me and birds should go to the doctor. But that's enough out of me. Let's get on to the episode. So uh, all three of you get fucking pushed over the edge by Bree uh, and start falling uh, very slowly and gently uh, through the uh, twisting traffic that slowly builds up as you get lower and lower. More and more people looking to go down uh, rather than come back up through the ashes. Well, this is fun. Uh, Never flown in this shape before. Uh, yes, it is a is a enjoyable uh, sensation, isn't it? Um, so I should tell you a bit about where we're headed. Um, wait, we're going to meet. Wait, should we switch into breakout rooms right now? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we can do that. I don't want to know these secrets, and I don't want them to know what we get up to. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> great. I love it. Okay, awesome. Uh, I need to. This is a good time. I just need to step away, feed Georgie. Um, oh, sure. I think I left my cat I'll out. I come to your group second. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll wait and go after. She's fine. Fred, oh, no, you're part of your co-host now, so you can. <gasps> I can do whatever I want. Band, 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 band. <laughs> band hammer coming. Here we go. Band hammer uh, incoming. Open all rooms. I'm joining room one. Yeah. I am not joining room one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, so they all drift off down into uh, the next few rings. Uh, what 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 are what are your all's nefarious plans? Yeah, Star turns around and is like, so we're gonna go uh, check out the night market. Oh yeah, I mean we are okay. basically right here. Uh, go dig underground and uh, see what comes up. Yeah, sure. Um, well, okay. So Trevor said to, he said something very kind of striking. He said, um, if your eye is drawn to it, then avoid it, uh, and to kind of go around the edges. So I, I think, think that we should talking uh, about what we are drawn to by our nose. He smells that he's coming from underneath the night market. Mm -hmm. He alluded to perhaps an entrance around the uh, the edge, so I think that we should just do a little uh, do a little stroll around the rim. You know what I mean? Okay. This sounds smart. Can we uh, follow our nose and and try to like track the scents through the sewer grids? Yeah, sure. So I, I would say you're probably just up on like the top corner of the night market, still with the the edge kind of right next to yeah, you. Yeah, like the top right corner uh, of the market. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, like, making your way down, uh, you, do you want to check, like, along the edge that drops off to the to the lower sides, or do you want to go around the outside? Uh, let's go around. Yeah, let's go down first. Sure. Doesn't matter, really. Yeah, yeah that's, like, inner edge, yeah. 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 So, uh, making your way down through there, you see there is a section of railing Um that Bree, as the smells are starting to get more prominent, you see that there is a section of railing that's missing um, that has been barricaded off. And there are a bunch of armed people standing around it uh, who are just kind of like guarding it. 
uh, and just saying, uh, by, uh, making sure nobody steps off by accident. Are they like city officials or are they like armed drow? They are, they're not wearing any like city official stuff. Just make like a, a perception check or insight. 18. 18, yeah. They, they're wearing clothes that they sort of tried to mock up to look like city guards, uh, but they are not. They, they, they have no like badges or anything to say that they're with the city. I, I think it might be possible to enter market uh, via jumping off edge. Hmm. Start, do you think you could just, uh, you have fancy boot? Mm -hmm. Could you uh, walk maybe go down for a long wall and take seat? Is there a place where it looks like I could maybe step over the guardrail and like take out take and step down? Uh, yeah. Um, so the as you like come to the edge, there is a drow standing right at the edge, um, and he's sort of like looking at you and and just says, "Very sorry, there's a section out. Um, uh, they've said they were going to fix it, but you know how the city works. Mm -hmm. um, keep keep a distance." Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um. I want to go back, maybe back up towards the corner. Mm -hmm. um, and then if there's a spot which looks kind of like like I could step off and maybe like walk around the inside of the ring. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But do it in relative seclusion. Like I don't want to just like hop over the hop over the railing and do it openly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do, uh, do a stealth check. Okie doke. Stealth yeah. is big number. 26. Nice. So yeah, you uh, go you go saying? over and then Bree and Ben like lean on the railing, just act like casual. Ben attempting to whistle, forgetting he no longer has lips. <laughs> <laughs> Bree leans on the railing and it just like <laughs> <laughs> just look casual. Puff puff um, puff puff puff. <laughs> it's like rebel, rebel, it's rebel. like clicking together. <laughs> Uh, so, Star, you go down over the edge, uh, and you are just, like, walking sort of on the side of the wall, uh, and you can see that there are lots of pipes that are graded off, like, on the wall here in between the two sections, um, and you can see that there is a big pipe right under where they have things marked off. Like uh, a big it open is pipe? Graded. It's graded. It does have a grate on it. Oh. Um, it, so it looks like there there is like access, but it looks locked. I see. Like, is there any like lock? Is there a lock openly on it? Like yes. A yeah. There is a door with a lock on it. Yeah. Uh, can I try and pick it? Uh, yeah. I, I think with a twenty six, you can get over there. Like you're in kind of under a couple of pipes, so that as people are like jumping off from different areas, they're dropping past, and a couple of them are like looking in your direction, but pretty much everyone is focused straight down as they fall. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to use my thieves tools for the first time in the entire campaign. <laughs> so Star, like, yeah, reaches into, reaches into, like, his bag and, like, pulls out, like, a like an ornamental leather roll with, like, extremely expensive thieves tools that he purchased, like, just before he left Pralia. Um <laughs> And just kind of unrolls them and then just starts to like I, let's see if I can uh, remember how to uh, okay so you stick the big one in the bottom and then um, what is it sleight of hand it's uh, it's actually a thieves tools check so oh. you it, it, I think it's the same as sleight of hand as long as you Basically, don't have expertise yeah. I have proficiency with it so I guess I just add my thing but I don't add expertise I guess that's the difference not expertise um, okay yeah. cool so uh, that would be so plus five plus three is plus eight to okay so 20 not natural 20 yeah uh you feel a satisfying click <laughs> as the grate gives way uh when you do you see that as you open it there is also like a spell that is pretty clearly over this uh, and as the door opens that spell is also broken and you get sort of flushed with ash oh which is all sort of shooting out and the ash sort of swirls out into the uh group of people who are falling <laughs> okay um, uh, you hear like coughing and that kind of thing and Bree up top and Ben you see as people start like kind of coughing and exclaiming one of the the drow who's near the edge starts to like move over to look to see what's happening 
And there's only like what, the what? one drow so, there, right? Mitch also disappeared. Yeah. Is he gone? Sorry, his, he said his internet dropped. He's exporting his recording and restarting. I think I'm going to for sure just shoulder check this guard. <laughs> off, the <laughs> off the railing? <laughs> I mean, Is there only that's one the guard? signal, right? Like, you just, you, you, that was the signal to move. They're pretty spread. They're pretty spread out. Like, is they, there only uh, one guard, or are there many guards? There are several guards. Oh, um, oh maybe but not. But there's only like one over on this side. Like, oh. it's a pretty big section of the railing that's out. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I might do it anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna get into a lot of trouble in this nightmark. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> like, I have casually hinted into becoming a serial killer multiple times, and nobody <laughs> has said anything to stop me. So, Casual, <laughs> casually hinted. <laughs> Bree doesn't know. I like the I like the poof of of Ash just being like, all right, well that's the signal. Throwing guards over the edge. Guards coming! Guards coming! Yeah, this is signal. Let's go! 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 Uh, and Bree just starts like charging towards the guard. Charging towards the guard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Roll. Uh, I guess roll initiative. <laughs> I just want to push him. <laughs> I just want to push him. Okay. I want to push him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, I guess, a, uh, 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 what's it like a grapple check? Oh, it's been so long since I've played fifth edition now. There's like athletics. Like you so can like do try athletics. to run into him as you're going by kind of thing. Like... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like I just want to, I just want to push him the five feet to like knock him over the edge. Yeah. Okay. So just do an athletics check. 21. 21, okay. So he's, yeah, walking towards the edge, just kind of being like, what is going on? And then just hears like thump and like the rattling of all your chains. <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, yeah, I think Bree just like shoulder checks him off the edge. Um, and then like waves to Ben, like, come on, come on, come on. And uh, like hooks her claws into the edge of the floor and just kind of like flips over the edge uh, to be where like Star would be going in. Presumably, okay. The cloud of ash came out. I hope we just. I hope we <laughs> so, just go down this pipe straight into an incinerator and just. <laughs> <laughs> you chose poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. So, Star, you see, and <laughs> <laughs> you just hear behind you, Star, like, "What the? I, oh, come on!" As as this guy like flips over the edge and he has taken out his sword and he's just kind of waving it around feebly, like, "Hey." Hey, what are you doing? As he just starts to like drift down past you. I mean, he's still going like 60 feet a turn. So he's, he goes by pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, just not terminal velocity. Uh, and then Bree comes flipping into the same pipe that you are now standing. Yeah. In. Uh, yeah. I, I think Ben does a, a running and he's going to try to like do, do a move as cool as Bree. And he's going to like, just like take a deep breath and jump and do like a half 180 spin as he jumps down and is going to try to catch the pipe as he goes down. Okay. Are you fishing for a roll that you want to fail? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what he's doing. He's just going to like jump okay. <laughs> over the edge, kind of hurdle the edge and trying to like turn in the air to grab on to the pipe. And he's, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I won't make you roll for it because I think it like with the slowing of the falling, I think it's actually pretty easy to do just cool <laughs> shit. Uh, like I think you like a lot of people give themselves a little bit of flair when they step off the edge. I think you've noticed like people just doing like uh, gainers and stuff into the <laughs> cool. Yeah, the backyard wrestling community in Mox the Rain is off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in the pipe, you uh, and you can hear like outside people starting to like yell as this one yelling person's voice is just getting quieter and quieter as they fall to one of the rings below. I'm gonna yeah, close the, I'm gonna close the door behind me. <laughs> wait, yeah, okay, wait, you, hold on. I'm assuming that the lock is like a pe uh, yeah. Like, is it gonna? Can we still get out <laughs> if I do that? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, for cool. sure. All right, then yeah, I just close the door. Yeah. We can find another way out. Yeah, and Star <laughs> just like gets in and then just like huffs his hood up just to cover his face and then just starts plodding down the pipe. Oh yeah, Bree thinks that looks cool too and also just like throws the wolf hood up. 
which I guess is covered in ash right now as well. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Ben now looks like like a gray owl, you know, like one of those great gray owls. Like he was like pure alabaster white mm. when you got here, and now he is like one of those like speckled gray <laughs> looking uh, owls. Star looks like a silver <laughs> tabby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from outside the pipe, as you uh, move into the darkness, this swirling ash reminding you of uh the world spine mountains outside uh from outside the pipe we see a drow slowly disappearing down to the luthic ring uh as two more of these fake guards look over the edge as the last puff of ash kind of dissipates into the falling masses uh, as they just look confused uh and i'm gonna jump over cool. to the others the others all right. We unlocked all of our alternative color palette yeah. outfits. <laughs> yeah, finally. This is our season two yeah. outfit. Yeah. 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 A gray wolf, a little speckled owl, and a silver tabby. I've been, I was thinking, <laughs> I thought about this six months ago, that I was like, once we get into the ashes, I'm going to have Ben, like, turn gray. And it's going to be, this is permanent. Like, it's his, it's like the kind of the spirit of the owls in this area, what they would be camouflaged with is going to change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that overt as well. Not just like in season one when I hinted at all kinds of shit and no one knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I mean, my cloak gives yeah. me advantage at stealth in yeah. blizzards and snow terrain, so I'm hoping <laughs> now it will give me advantage in ashy yeah. terrain. Because <laughs> it's kind of the same thing yeah. in a weird way. Um, yeah. Ash is basically snow. It's reverse Ash snow. Ash is basically snow. Yeah. Right? Hot it's snow. when snow gets too hot, it becomes ash if i remember yeah. science <laughs> <laughs> sounds right hello hello so all of you are falling slowly uh caught by the enchantment of the feather fall in between the rings uh you make your way through the humid air above the jungle uh well i just before you land us, I wanted to use some of the 25 minutes of like floating down to, to speak with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, as we're falling, uh, I would say, um, perhaps you should know um, what we're headed into. Um, I'm seeking out w- one of my father's old friends, um, someone I, I do happen to know personally, um, uh, one Kefrin Stoneshaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't want to go in there as myself. Why not? I, I, I fear that my, my family is, is still looking for me and, and they may try to drag me back home if, if, they, if they detect that I'm here. Okay. Huh. But but I do need to speak to him in, in case he knows, um, in, in case he knows of the whereabouts of, of my my former tutor. Right, right. That, that, that lady you've been looking for. Now, now uh, are you gonna kind of spill the beans to him once you find him, or, or is this gonna be incognito the whole way? I'm I'm hoping uh, to be as incognito as, as possible, um, so that he he's not aware that it was Valen asking mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but the problem is, uh, uh, Femora, Lady Tazorian, uh, she she's an old family friend, um, and I don't believe that Kefrin would would give up any information he might know about her uh, to just anyone. So, well, yeah, and, and I mean, how would you even know that he's connected to her? You, you know, unless you knew more about him. Anyway. Well, they they often, you know. Uh, she she was not only my tutor, but she was also one of my my father's closest assistants. Uh, so she often accompanied us on our our trips to Mox the Rain, and and it seemed to me that they they got along quite well. And if I were Femora and I were trying to escape the family undetected, I would probably turn to Kefrin. He he has some connections to the underworld. Oh yeah, all right. Let's see. W- well then, now what? Hmm. In what capacity could you approach this guy, you know, incognito, and be like, hey, I know you know this, this secret well, friend. Well, I was thinking, uh, I'm going to pretend to be my own uncle. 
Oh, oh, I like that. Okay. He, uh, he, it, it might be strange for him to be making the trip all the way to Mox the Rain, but, but at least he is known to, to Kefren. Um, right. He, known to be a member of the family, so he might be more willing to trust him. Um, if, um, if she's hiding from your family, might it be the opposite? That is entirely possible. I, I that that's that's the gamble. I I'm not sure uh, of how to make. Hey, I unfortunately did not know much of much of her life outside of the the estate. Uh, I'm not sure what friends or connections she had outside of our family. So I, I'm not sure who who else Kefren might trust. This is a bit intrusive, but Valent, um, we haven't actually spoken that much about why you um, are avoiding your family. Right. Yeah, well, Rowan stops playing with the blueberries that look like they're floating above his hands as they fall and kind of poke them away and, and turns all ears to you. Well, I, I, I was I was supposed to uh, step up um, when my father fell ill. Um, and I, I tried it for a while. Um, I, I didn't quite have the, the business that my family was in. It was not my area of expertise. Um, I, I would say I, I don't believe I had quite had the stomach um, for some of the decisions that were required of me. And, and I, was, I was very preoccupied by Femora's disappearance. She vanished with, without a word, and uh, that, that just isn't like her. We were very close, and if she were to run off somewhere, she would have told me about it. Do you think her and, business, or well, I guess I, I got ahead of myself, do you think her disappearance has something to do with your business? I I believe she must know what has happened to my father. You, uh, my, my father fell ill, and, and no one in the family or, or the estate were capable of discerning what precisely was the matter with him. Oh. And I I have a gut feeling that if anyone understands what's going on, it, it would be Femora. Did she disappear, you know, before he fell ill or after? Pause for me to check my notes and remember what what I told Mike. <laughs> uh, it there was, it was uh you hadn't you you hadn't seen her be- right before. Like the last time you saw her was right before. Right. All right. <clears throat> she she disappeared. Uh, well, I, I'm not precisely sure when she left, but I I I hadn't seen her for for a, a short time before my father fell ill. Well, Valen, I think I might have to ask. What kind of business is this? My, my family's business. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they're they traders, by and large, but they they, they trade in weapons, and they, they trade in armaments, and uh, my, my, my father and, and his father before him, and they were of the belief that uh, power was best accrued through wealth. And so without having to without having to play too much of a, a forward role in the politics of Prolia, they they were able to make their influence known through their wealth and their their collection of friends. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean you're you're human, so that's that's pretty typical, I think. Oh, okay. Well Okay, so so we're gonna approach uh, this this uh, Mr. Stone Shaper, and, and you're going to be your uncle. And, and, and now you're hoping to get information from this man uh, about a woman that he may or may not be hiding from, from your family uh, by pretending to, to be your family. I suppose it could, if he is willing to tell your uncle, then that's good to know. Um, and And you'd know instead. And if he's not willing to tell your uncle, then he still might take some 
you know, extra precautions or get in touch with her if he knows. And depending on his reaction to seeing my uncle, I may know whether I can show myself as Valen. There we go. Okay, now I think mm-hmm. we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to take the risk that he's more loyal to my family than to, well, his friend. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what his priorities are. Um, perhaps with enough coin, his silence could be purchased. All right. Well, sounds sounds reasonable. I honestly haven't given it much more thought than than this. I, I no, no, I wouldn't say so. I, I mean, you know, the best way to approach a mud puddle sometimes is to just jump right in. So, so yeah, all, all right. I mean, let's let's kind of fly this by the seat of our pants. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll take my like very Valen esque jacket off uh, and fold that up and put it in my um, my satchel. Uh, I think I still have the like, the glamoured shirt on, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll just try to make that look like some other you know, fancy colors um, closer to, like, the greens that my, my uncle might wear. Yeah. Uh, and I'll cast Alter Self. Okay. Um, and so, Kara and Rowan, you just sort of see uh, sort of my hair start to recede into, like, more of a, a widow's peak. Uh, the jaw sort of shortens just a little bit, but the features don't change all that much. Like, the the shape of the eyes stays relatively the same, the same sort of angular nose, um, and just, like, a little bit more pudge and girth around the rest of the body. Uh, but the clothes all stay the same. Well, um, how do I look? Well, I see, first of all, that the the handsomeness runs in the family. That's good. Uh, It's, um, it's a strange feeling. Yeah. Well, um, you don't quite look like yourself anymore. And uh, alter self physically changes you. It's right? a physical it's change. Illusion. It's not an illusion. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Um, so it's a physical change, and it, it changes the sound of my voice as well. Um, oh. So while Evan will do his best to sound like a related uncle of Valen, <laughs> so similar. That's a pretty accent. good job so far. I'm buying it. <laughs> uh, but like to to those listening, it, w- it would it would sound like a, a different voice. Yeah. So so editor, if you could drop like an auto tune onto this, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just T pain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as that transformation finishes, you uh, travel through the last of the air-conditioned section of the trades, having passed through the very humid jungle, uh, and the drier heat of the anvil hits you, coming down and being basically face-to-face with a massive gold statue of Moradin, which overlooks the All-Father's Quarter. Um... The sounds of work and rattling chains and shouts bellowing up from below um, as you look down over the canals of lava that run through this ring. Bridges, large iron bridges making their way over the tops of them. Um, Moradin overlooking like a large stadium. uh, And inside you can see that there seems to be some... uh, like gladiatorial sporting event happening in there now. The crowd packed in and all cheering uh, at something that is happening below that. Um, following Moradin's eyeline, you see another huge gold statue um, of a gnome. Uh, I can't remember his first name. <laughs> uh, Everdell. Everdell Glimmergold. Uh, who is a, uh, a, a pretty well-known gnomish god, uh, as the two of them are sort of matching eyes uh, as Glimmergold looks over the Grim- Glimmergold quarter. Um, to the left, you can see a big ring of lava with some heavily guarded bridges making their way out to a floating platform. Uh, Valen recognizes this as the Quench, Um, the Quench being a super prison uh, for extremely dangerous 
magic users, which is precariously hovering above a pool of lava. Uh, rumor has it that should the prison ever be over whelmed its last line of defense is dropping itself into the god's fire lava below oh. well that would make escape daunting yeah. <laughs> uh, and much more pleasantly off to the side of that is the true market of mox the rain the platinum span uh, which the silver span is a cheap knockoff of on the kilometer long bridge outside um, the just absolutely teeming with people making their way through uh, as you get closer and closer to the ground um, the spell itself ushering you in that direction uh, you can see people like happily making their way around uh, buying food you can see uh, large wagons of different types of weapons and supplies making their way across the bridges and loading up onto griffins to uh make their way back up and out to wherever their goods are traveling. Um, so I think following Valen's lead, you'd probably swing your way down and try to land into the Allfather's Quarter. Yeah. Um, and making your way through there, you can see there are... Uh, it, it is primarily dwarven craftspeople um, making your way through all sorts of like leather and metalworking. Uh, and eventually the large... Uh, the large daunting sort of palace starts to make its way more and more prominent above the buildings surrounding it. Uh, outside sits a huge uh, rolling battering ram with just the onyx ram's head on the front of it. Uh, you can see there are a couple of siege towers under construction uh, with scaffolding up all around them. Uh as you come up to a... Uh, uh, there are a couple of uh, statues to Zilchis uh, guarding either end of a large stone staircase that makes its way up to the main gate. Well, um, let's give this a shot, shall we? Yeah, uh, now are we, uh, you know, Rowan and Kara, or, or should we be somebody else too? Well, I... And, and what's your name? <laughs> uh, right, that's that's good to know. Um, um... I'm I'm Jundi Jundi Rutherford. Jundi. Jundi. Um. Maybe maybe I could be a pet. Um, and uh. Um. Is that not a good idea? J Jundi wasn't really one for animals, but um. Oh well, perhaps not. I don't. Kefren doesn't know that. Um. You know, I've always wanted to be. Uh, a dancer myself. You know, maybe I'm like a famous dancer. That'd be kind of nice. I was thinking you might be muscle. Oh, yeah, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could be muscle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that'd be a great role for you. You know, that's something uh, you could really um, see in your teeth. Rowan, but, oh. uh, Rowan, you... Um, and I, like, you, lift got, my lanky... You've got the height. Lanky um, arms. Right, yes, but, you know, um, skills. Well, you, you know, Vail, uh, you know, Jundi, I'm flat. You, you, all right, yeah, and I'll like puff out my chest and like kind of stand a little straighter. Yeah, I, I can be muscle. Uh, should I lower? You know, maybe I lower, lower my voice. I, I I don't know if that's I I don't know if that's a good idea. Okay, um, uh, yeah. Perhaps just just be yourself. Yeah, you know, growing um, up as a dancer is hard work, and and, and I think you know, so it's the, the skill set necessary to kind of defend yourself from 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 other dancers. You know, the, yeah. All right, this, I will you know, try to do most fun. of the talking. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and yes, um. Maybe Kara, uh, some sort of a, a hound or a... Um, a wolf again, perhaps. Uh, quickly, uh, what does Valen know about like wolves around Mox the Rain? Like how, how what sort of pets are? Words. Yeah, what sort of pets are allowed? <laughs> I, I don't think a wolf would be too strange, like uh, be, having been domesticated from the mountains outside or something. Uh, sure then. Uh, uh, right, um, uh, a wolf, um, sounds fine, yes. Kara, um, crunches and squelches and transforms oh, into a wolf. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Valen slash Jundi shudders. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so does a passing family. <laughs> oh, wow. Gross. Um, yeah, and then making your way up to the front gates, you see a young... Uh, guard 
at the gates, uh, sort of step forward, and then an older one steps up next to him and taps him on the shoulder and moves him back and uh, says, Mr. Rutherford. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm, I'm here to see uh, Stone Shaper. Uh, of course, is he expecting you, or should I? It's a, a bit of last minute. Um, you, you let him know that, that I'm here, though. Uh, yes, right away. Um, make yourself comfortable. Uh, you can follow me inside if you like. Kara, uh, yeah, we follow. Kara's going to um, like walk very closely at Rowan's heel, like a you know bodyguard has a trained wolf. Yeah, yeah. R- Rowan goes to shake his hand and then thinks better of it and just kind of pretends like gives him like a wild eye and then walks on in, on in past the guy. <laughs> yeah, like he goes to shake your hand when you offer it and then it's like oh uh. yeah, and then like kind of straighten up again as I stroll in, very proud. Um, and and shall I tell him there are several of you calling? Um, I'm your your friends. Oh, uh, just some protection. Uh, didn't bring the whole entourage this time. Right, and kind of yeah, looking Rowan up and down. Mm, I, I very good. Fight the urge to do some some dance moves and put my hands on my <laughs> hips instead. And and uh, and I bristle at him just a little bit. Okay. Um, so he makes his way off uh, as he leads you up the stairs. Um, two more guards stand at the door, who like immediately open it for you as you step inside. Um, not a, it's not an incredibly gaudy inside. Um, it is obviously that this this person has quite a bit of wealth, um, but the the trinkets and things that are around, the things that he has chosen to display, are very strange uh and and just seem to be like he he has a bunch of like paintings that seem to be of him with people from all over fadoon um and that that seems to be what most of it is in here like it it looks very self-centered but you can see little stories of different people that he seems to have traded with from all over the place uh, rather than the usual like golden sword or fancy piece of armor or something in the front it seems to be all pictures yeah and i I immediately start to like look at those closely and and like size them all up and then kind of remember myself and then kind of move a little bit closer to to jundi jundi i think you also see uh at the front there is a picture of um of jundi and your father uh, like a pretty prominent portrait Mm -hmm. uh right over like the drawing room door Oh, oh, hey, that's your unbelievable grin right up there in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you wait a few minutes, uh, and the same guard comes back. Uh, uh, Rowan would notice that uh, Valen slash Jundi is sweating a lot. <laughs> the, yeah, the same guard comes back uh, and just says, uh, yes, the, um, Master Stone Shaper is quite surprised at your visit uh, he sends his apologies but he'll be a few minutes uh, of course you have free reign but if you'd like me to prepare a drink just bring out some of the good stuff while we wait yeah so of course um, and he yeah makes his way off uh, kind of and you can see he's not a hundred percent sure where to go like this is not his job <laughs> Uh, but he, yeah, so he, like, walks into a room and then, like, backs out of it and then walks into another one and you hear some clattering glasses. Uh, and then, like, a squeak, 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 and he brings out a little bar cart. Uh, and he says, uh, perhaps in the in the drawing room here? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, it leads you into some, like, plush couches. Um, he sort of kneels down after he leaves you the bar cart and starts trying to get a fire started. Uh, and then gets up and says, I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave you, uh, to your devices. Yeah, Jundi, like, I've just been pacing, and then as soon as he leaves, you just see, like, the shoulders slump and, like, a big breath leave. <sighs> that is not my, um, way of interacting normally. But, um, so far, so good. Oh, yeah, no, I think you're doing great. I mean, you're giving me the heebie-jeebies, and I, I know who you are, so I, I think you're on to something. Yeah, yeah. So, is it anything you'd like to do, or are you just gonna wait? Uh, um, I would like to sniff everything. Just okay. to get an idea of, uh, you know, the normal smells, if there's anything suspicious or interesting. Uh, yeah, make a perception check. I think 
I have advantage on perception checks for smell as a wolf. For smell? That, that, that makes sense to me. 15. Not great. Uh, 15. Uh, yeah, I mean, you smell... Uh, nothing, nothing really smells that strange. It's, like, pretty heavily perfumed in here. Like, it's obviously been made to smell a certain way. But, yeah, and, and I think you're getting a hint that there is... In this room, a lot of this perfuming is done to kind of try to overpower a, a, a faint smell of gunpowder. Okay. All right. I'm going to have a peek for any uh, any other doors into the room, like besides the obvious ones. Uh, besides the obvious yeah. ones? Yeah, okay. Do a, an investigation check. Uh, 18. 18? You don't see any sort of like secret doors in here on first inspection. Okay. Um, kind of going and checking the regular places. You don't feel any seams or anything like that the all the portraits have eyes in them okay <laughs> and i think like do, as you are oh sorry uh looking around the room do i recognize any changes in the portraits to reflect the 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 families having taken over ha, can i see any like displays of like his switching allegiances or anything like that to to stay on the good side no of no, things look things look very normal here. Things look a bit clean for what you're used to. Besides that, like like he when you've come to visit him on your own, things are not this tidy. Hmm. But it it seems like and like this this perfume smell that Kara is picking up. That's a that's a weird Normally, he doesn't care about any of that kind of thing, and he just leaves all of his like toys and stuff all over the place. Interesting. Uh, almost as uh, as a as a quick thought, um, I'll turn to Vela and be like, "Oh, if I if I can tell he's lying, I'll, I'll cross my arms." Very good. Yes. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on him. He, he can be a he's a good guy, but he he's a bit shifty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll keep him peeled. Then uh, very like as as you finish that conversation, like very suddenly from around the corner, you just hear like running footsteps, uh, and then like a head pokes around the corner, kind of quizzically, and he's like, "It is you. What are you, Kefren, you old bottom feeder? Get in here." And he steps in and is like, "Well, of course. Uh, why back so soon?" Listen. Darlisle asked me to do a favor. Oh, yeah? We're concerned about uh, a friend of ours. Uh, I mean, based on our last conversation, I would assume that your concerns would be more at home. I've, I've, of course. Um, I'm just going to do a deception check real quick to see how... Yeah, to find out how well, how well this goes. How well I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick. 22. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Natural 20. Mm. Ooh. That's, that goes without saying, Kefren. But we we are concerned for the Lady Tazorian. And he's just looking at you. I know you, you were close, and... If she came to you for help, I'm hoping that we can help her. I'm doing an insight check on him too, as uh, as this news breaks. Uh, that is uh, twenty-one. Yeah. Which is lower than my passives, but twenty-one. Uh, he is he's really confused. And I, I think that becomes pretty obvious uh, as he says, you, you've already raised your concerns about Fomora. I already told you. I don't know where she is. Why are you bringing this up again? And why alone? And who is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, this, like, even, even, like, doing an okay job, I think uh, Valen sort of, like, stumbles a little bit. Oh, um, well, I, I didn't want to... Listen, I... Bartok doesn't know I'm here. Well, that's a relief at least. 
You didn't bring him, again, into my house. Uh, sorry for that, but, uh, you know, uh, appearances and all that. Right. And you can see, like, as he's talking to you now, he's starting, as, and as you say that, he immediately flicks a couple of buttons open uh, on his shirt. Um, Rowan, you can notice that, like, as, as you're looking over him, uh, he had pretty hastily thrown on the clothes that he's wearing. Okay. Uh, and was looking, like, fairly uncomfortable and now, like, flicks open a couple of buttons and sort of lets himself hang out. He's like, I I, I don't know if you had... Do you have, like, a mental image for him? Uh, sort of, like, balding, probably, like, kind of graying, ashy hair kind of around the, the side, um, sort of feeding down into a, a big a big beard. Um, I, other than that, nothing specific. Yeah, I'd say, like, his beard flows down over these, like, really nice green noble's clothes. Um, but as he sort of flicks them open, you can see that he's wearing basically just, like, warm pajamas under them. Uh, and he's he, he's just saying, uh, I I just, I, I, don't, I don't see the the, the point in, in coming back and asking me about this again. Do you, did you think I wouldn't say anything because Bartok's not here? I mean, you know... We were close, but I—I uh, I mean, I wouldn't—I wouldn't pick her over the family. No, I—I—I I, I didn't think that, but I—I I just need to follow every trail we've got. Well, I can tell you that I haven't heard from her. Not at all. I can also tell you. Sniff, sniff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, wait I'm just waiting for the cues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, Rowan, you fold your arms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Valen notices the arm folding. Uh, and he says, and Valen Darius hasn't been here either. He hasn't contacted me. I don't think Rowan knows that he's smiling at that. Uh, I, I think, Rowan, you do notice that his, like, he is telling the truth there. And that he's a little bit sad about it. Yeah, I, uh, I I look at Valen, and if he catches my eye, I give him a wink. But uh, that's it. Um, giving him a sniff. Does he smell nervous? Make an insight check. That is a fourteen. Fourteen? Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't seem especially nervous. He seems. Uh, yeah, pretty. He he seems a lot more comfortable now than when you started talking to him. Okay. And of course, if if Villy did show up here, you'd you'd send word. Yeah. Of course. <sighs> and like, yeah, Valen like tries to look exasperated. Do a performance check because he's inciting you hard <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. <gasps> The nat 20 got you this far. Uh, that's another nat 20 oh. for another 22. <laughs> I'm having the performance uh, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he's like, you can see like his look hardens on you and then kind of softens a little bit and says, you don't really believe what they're saying. How could I? I I've seen that boy grow up from a tadpole. Yeah. Be careful around Bartok. You're telling me. I, I don't know how he's got Darlisle convinced that he's on the level. Well, I just don't want him getting his claws. I get bad juju, you know. I'm a pretty good judge of people. Rowan nods. That's why we keep you so close. <sighs> it's all, it, it's more than I can understand. I I wish, I wish Esteravon had kept me in the loop. He got into something that... I can't seem to unravel. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's got his hands in everything. That's why I'm so suspicious that they think it's someone from the inside, especially someone so close, when there are so many others who would have so much more to gain. Who's at the top of your list? Why do something like that and then disappear? Exactly. So then... Now that you're back and Bartok's not here, how is he really doing? They don't let me that close anymore. 
Last I saw, he was still bedridden. Speaking at all? Not a word. They shouldn't be able to keep you out. <laughs> I've tried going to the... I'm trying to remember the names <laughs> of the government in Pralia. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Too many notes. <laughs> what, are, what are they called? The, the, the cat people? The, 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 the council? The... Are these speakers? No. Uh, no, there is a speaker. Uh, where did... The Council of the Amazon Box. Courtmasters? <laughs> the Court of the Wandering Souls. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've tried speaking to the Courtmasters to get them to override Bartok's authority, but they won't do anything. They, they said it's not their matter to interfere in. Hmm. If anything changes, if they do let you back in, let me know. I don't think they're giving me honest answers. So Valen is like getting a feeling and kind of like looks at Rowan and like kind of makes a quizzical look at Rowan. I, uh, yeah, I'll I'll give like just the barest of nods. And I'm going to drop Alter Self. And he's like, I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben was played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. And Valen was played by Evan Walsh. The world of Vadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5e universe, published by Wizards of the Coast. Episodes of Wonders and Blunders are edited by TV's Adam Clark. Thank you, Adam. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener, but we may take on the occasional ad to help cover our operating costs. If you'd like to support the show directly and monetarily, and get access to ad-free episodes and bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash wonderandblunder. If you'd like to support the show, but can't spare the cash, that's totally fine. Follow us on social media at Wonder and Blunder, and be sure to rate the show five stars on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for following us on this fantastic journey, and as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.